What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I sat down with my friend Amber Telford to talk about her upbringing in skateboarding, joining the military, um, dealing with dysfunction in the family and trying to grow out of it, uh, and many other things. Uh, this I did have some audio issues, so this is only half of our conversation but uh, I plan on having her back for part two because she was really fun to talk to and had a lot of depth. And uh, I really enjoyed this. And I know you will too. As always, if you find the podcast valuable and you'd like to support the movement, we are a small homegrown skate brand. Uh, the best way to do that would be to cop an All I Need skateboard or some of our apparel. So please check out allineedskate.com. And, uh, yeah, till next time, my friends. You are now tuning into the All I Need Podcast. But uh, I'm just so glad it's skateboarding. It's been the one thing that came to me at the right time. It could have been anything I imagined, but skateboarding was what it was. That's why I love skateboarding to death. That's right when I found skateboarding. Friend showed me and I was like flashed onto it because it was the only thing at that time that was really fun and like my escape and I fell in love with it, you know. We are rolling now. I hope you guys are ready for a ride. We're <gasps> ready. Nice. All right. Um, I guess I'll introduce my 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 old friend slash new friend because we caught up again it's been a while yes it has uh it's telford right yeah telford yeah telford amber telford previously amber ketty nice thanks for having me yeah hell yeah good session today as well too thanks you too we also have young stay goon in the building say give a little chirp noise for the people goonie gotta let him know that was pretty good oh that's goon in the whistling <laughs> that's his signature move yeah that's his thing now we just made it up um all right, I want to start this off. I always love a good, like, how'd you get in the skateboarding story? So maybe start there. Okay, in 1993 no or 1994, there was a skate shop in my town that opened up Scarecrow. How old were you? I was 13, 14. Nice. And I just hung around and was like a Betty, if you will. Hell <laughs> Remember yeah. that word? Well, what's a Betty then? Definition well, here. So the, back in the day, they were using it to mean like skater girl that like hung around with the skater boys. Yeah. I remember using Betty for sure. Yeah. I just didn't know what I meant by it. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> you know, you, rem you remember my old friend Becky? Yeah. Becky Shreds. Yeah. Yeah. It's been One a while. time, our other friend Liz was like, oh, hi, Betty. Nice to meet you. <laughs> and to she this Betty day, her? Yeah. To this day, Becky had like beef with her because she called her a Betty. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, so. anyway, um, the skate shop opened and I just started hanging out there. Like, I loved it and I loved everyone there. And um, I don't really know. I just hung out. And then after about a year, EJ that worked there. Where was the shop? Plymouth, right on Main Street, right near, it's like at the top of a hill where there's like a Ellen, like a, a nail salon now. Oh man, that's oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Used to be way sicker. Yeah, it was like <laughs> so many important memories in my life happened on that little tiny patch of earth, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I learned how to kickflip, like, I think I had like my first kiss in the basement. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was like everything happened in this little plot of land, you know? Wow. Yeah. Good and for you. so many like... In, like important people that I met there in that moment, you know. Yeah. So after a while, though, the kid EJ 
uh, he, he used to skate for Beer City. Oh, I remember Beer City. Yeah, EJ's, EJ's are the best. Like, he, he said, like, why don't you just get your own board? And I was like, it, it sounds simple, but it was like an invitation into skateboarding. Yeah. You know, and he gave it Why, to me. at that time you were just bettying around? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a good way to use Betty? I actually, Betty-ing? I think we're going to have to just reinvent it. We could take it wherever we want it to go. It's a verb. That's yeah. a comeback. Yeah. Yeah, we'll bring yeah. it back. Yeah, I'm yeah. back in it. I think it was like an insult back then, but maybe we could like things retake change. the power. Yeah, you know? things yeah. change. Yeah. For sure. That's cool. So why, how'd you end up at the, how do you end up at a skate shop? Well, just because it was downtown and, oh, I just remember like, you know, at that age, 13, 14, like I'm driving past it downtown, like going through town with my mom or something and seeing kids like all dressed punk and or like seeing like a flock of kids all just like blasting down the street together. And I was yeah. like, ah, I want that. Like that looks so right. <laughs> yeah, that's way cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I still get sparked when you see like a misfit of people just flocking together. Yeah. <laughs> and good. I previously had no connection to that. There was no like... I have an older brother and older sister, but they, they were never into anything like that. So yeah. it was like, it was like I saw my people. It like kind of, lame, we but. were kind of talking about that earlier when, before we hit record, we were just talking about how as skateboarders, we have something that's like unique that like you try to picture someone who never skateboarded before. Like they don't know the levels of things, you know, like someone who just like, just works like a nine to five and like doesn't do any physical activities. Like they don't understand like the, the the gnarliness of what you can do on a skateboard as far as damage and landing stuff. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. And especially I didn't either, even then like watching videos, I was like, even seeing somebody Ollie in real life, I was like, I, that's, that's in, impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that can't, <laughs> that can't be real. <laughs> but you see like a flock of dudes riding or whoever might be chicks too. Or yeah. Yeah. Bettys. Yeah. yeah. Bettys. Well, no, I kind of want to, we should touch on that because like when you started, there wasn't many girls. There's way more girls nowadays, right? Yeah. I think about that a lot with skating. Like it's, it's fully like, there are so many insane girls now, Yeah. but honestly, like it, in my day in like 94 and 95, I was like, alone i was alone like big time yeah and uh i was like it was like it was hard like not being a girl but skateboarding anyway so it was just like but people took me under their wing and but it was like you know east coast skating it's hard anyway and so if you're a girl and you're even a little wimpier than a guy a a little bit it's just hard to you're not though yeah i see her skating today she's not wimpy bro (laughs) thanks yeah yeah no no one's like got a big if someone's interested in skateboarding it's like that like kind of everyone gangs up together seems that way you know yeah that's cool but i love it because like even when i first started I was like an oddity just as a skateboarder. Right. Because I started in New Hampshire. Right. It was like my homie, me and Dale were skating, and there's no one else skating. It was a small town in New Hampshire, Raymond. And then we just got into it, and then we got other kids into it because we wanted people to skate with, and it was just sick, you know? Yeah, But yeah. no girls. No, I know. It was hard enough just to find boys out there that wanted to skateboard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. 36, dude. Yeah. I mean, there were probably, at that moment in time, it like died down shortly after, but at that moment when that skate shop was open in like 94, 95, there were probably really like uh, tons of high school kids, you know? And it was, back then it was a little bit of that mentality of like the jocks versus the skateboarders. Like, nice. I can remember being downtown at like 11 on a Friday. Friday and having like beer bottles whipped at the crowd you know oh, what I mean? And shit. Fucking, yeah like what was the word they used like, skater scum yeah that's what i would have said or... if i was the jock you skater spetties <laughs> <laughs> oh, <so insulting. laughs> it's so cool to see like 
as skateboarding has progressed, it's so cool to see how many people actually skateboard from all walks of life right. and gender, and it's it transcends everything. I and know. that's like we all say that and it's cliche, but like more now than ever. Like, dude, today we just watched that little kid just get that. down. That was so sick. I love that. <laughs> and there's like no predetermining factor of like what's gonna make you cut it or not you know what i mean yeah. like you could be oh because it can be artistic it's not just a sport but it could be artistic or expressive and like who knows what's good on a skateboard you know totally. like yeah that reminds me of what you said about like transcending everything it reminds me of uh that skate stand thing like yeah. i don't follow them super hard but the minute i heard about it i was like oh somebody's giving like skateboards to kids and it's like this like level playing field for girls and boys because yeah. girls aren't allowed to like play sports over there that's I wild think they give, to think about yeah yeah and it's like when i tuned into the whole skate stand thing i just saw like little girls like skating mini ramps and like their head garb and stuff and yeah. i was like oh my, i got the chills i'm like i'm so happy for these kids you <laughs> yeah. know uh, thank God people underestimate skateboarding. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just give it to the people, you know? Yeah. And you box it up too much, you can't get to it until you, you get good grades and shit, Dude, you know? it's like That's always been my beef with, like, professional sports or organized sports. Is yeah. Like, when I was, like, young and poor, that wasn't going to happen for me. There was no, like, I'll give you a ride at 7 p.m., you know? It yeah. was like, my, my mom wasn't uh, uh, able to drive at 7 p.m., yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> So um, skateboarding was like something. It sets like walls in the way and obstacles and it's just like they make it hard for you. Like even just having a coach and needing a team like baseball, you need like a team exactly. after a while. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, skateboarding's complex enough and rich enough that it could be just yourself or it could be a whole crew of people together, you know? Right. Yeah, that's the awesome thing about it. That's what I love about it. And yeah. it like leaves all that stuff to chance so that when you have like an amazing experience it's like god gave it to you <laughs> instead of like you know like it was all controlled and paid for and the trophy was paid for you know yeah. it was like i created this or this was just placed in my path and it's so yeah. special you know yeah you meet the raddest people like you go places like i'd go places actually with becky you know and she was like she was hot to trot so <laughs> we'd roll up to like fdr and it would be so easy to just like meet friends and like you know go camping or just make our way in the world that's and, another sick thing about skateboarding it's like a universal language because right. you all know like you've all wasted your time playing with a skateboard <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same element yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're all the same at your core yeah yeah <laughs> i do like that skateboarding is like not so controlled it kind of makes me think about the way it's gonna go or it is going oh yeah i'm trying to be open-minded about the whole thing because it's like I've always wanted skateboarding to grow because it's like, who am I to just hoard it to myself? And I always wanted more people to skate with. And like, but it is going to grow to the point where like everyone has access to it. So that means like jocks are in there. They're right. going to have their own jock league for right. it, you know? Right. It's weird with all that craziness. I go back and forth. Like, I think there's like room for both or that like the spirit probably won't ever get crushed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm hoping that like it could go in that direction if it wants, but like some. Like, normal-ass people don't really have the chutzpah to stick yeah. with skateboarding, so yeah. it's going to be, like... I feel like I feel like more people skateboard for, like, therapeutic slash, like, expression, friendship, like, communal, like, all that aspect. There's a small niche of people that want to be competitive, you right. know? But it's, like, the weird part is when everyone just, like, is talking about the goddamn Olympics, like, it's skateboarding, you yeah, know? You're like, yeah, yeah. Oh. Goon feels I see him over there churning. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you hate the Olympics? Can, uh, yeah. I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Goonan definitely isn't entering the Olympics. <laughs> he probably anytime could, through. He could if he wanted. Yeah, I don't hate it. Like, no. I think it, it has its place, too. But, yeah. like, 
And I think it's overblown where it's not going to like, it's not going to out or overshadow the other side. Like those kids who find it because they're, they don't fit in anywhere else. Like misfits will still find it and love it for the same reasons we did when it was jocks versus skaters and stuff like that. Like it's not going to change. Like it will become more popular, but what it means to people who find it for like the kind of reasons that we did, it's not going to go away. No. You know, it doesn't matter. That's the thing about skateboarding is that it's complex enough that it can have all these sides. And if and like when that if it's like super popular right now and this might be the time where it gets popular and it stays popular. Yeah. But if it gets popular and it booms and then it busts like it has before. Yeah. What's going to be left is those kids who the misfit kids or you know what I mean. Yeah. Totally. That people so. that those kids that just need to skateboard for the sake of it, whether they were winning or losing. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. for me, like skating in, I know for probably you guys too. Like, it's not always just like it's sometimes it's just uh, I need a day to go out there and like cut loose, and totally. laugh, totally. maybe cry. I've cried out there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just like you need to roll around and like get away from things or not always, but it's there. You know. Dude, like, what you're saying is like. That's how I felt like um, I was in the Marines. I, I know you were going to like ask me that and stuff. Um, Jump ahead, please. I like it. Yeah. And uh, like when I got home uh, from Iraq, like I didn't know, like I was in Fallujah one day in February and then like three days later I was in Plymouth, Massachusetts. You know what I mean? And it <laughs> yeah. was like contrast. There. It was like I just came from the craziest place in the craziest time and i was in plymouth and i knew i had changed in some ways yeah but i i didn't know where to go who to be a lot of my older like other like friends that i had spent time with kind of like things were different after i joined the military or whatever but anyway that like i had skateboarding like i was like what do i do where do i go i don't know what to do with myself right now and i was like let's start at home base you know what i mean and that's that park shrewsbury like that park I was talking about. This park's so fun. I, I went wish there, it was like, still around. Yeah. All the time. Like, yeah. I would just be there alone and, like, I was like, this is home. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was, like, totally home for me. And, like, the old faces, people from before, you know what I mean? They were still there. It was just continuity, you know? It's a nice common thread that you have with people. And, like, because life pulls you in all different directions. Like, you end up in Fallujah. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the other person's, like, working at Target, you know? But yeah. you guys got skating together. <laughs> I totally get it though. Yeah, I feel like it's almost like I feel like the edges, and I, I feel like it's a church. It's like sacred ground because there's people from all different lives, and they all we all agree that like we love skating. It's like breaks bread, you know. Totally. <laughs> That's another thing. One time at Skater Island back in like 2001 or something, I I, I was like that there too before I joined the military. And uh, one time I was like lonely or things weren't looking up, and I went in on my birthday. And, like, some little kid was having a birthday party in Skater Island on my birthday. (laughs) They fully invited me in. And I had myself a birthday party now. Double birthday. (laughs) (laughs) It was so cool. I was like, see? (laughs) (laughs) The universe is right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This is all I need. This is where I need to go. That's perfect. It's always, like, fertile ground, you know? (laughs) Yeah, man. I feel the same way. Um, To backtrack a little, how did you do in school? Actually, I'll even go further back. What, if you don't mind asking, yeah. what do your parents do? My parents got divorced when I was three. My dad was a homeless Vietnam veteran roofer. So wow. his, uh, his life was crazy. We lived in the woods in like a Connex box. 
Like, that's when I went to visit my dad on the weekends. I don't know what Connex is, but... Just, like, a big metal box. Uh, like, like a shipping container? Yes. Wow. Yeah, with no windows. Like, <laughs> he punched a hole in the wall and, like, put a wood stove in it. And wow. it was, like, a metal roll-up garage door thing in the Whoa, front. Whoa, that's insane. No light, yeah. Wow. So, he lived there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you gotta laugh, right? We were saying that earlier. Sometimes you gotta laugh at things. Yeah. Well, it's funny, because I had, like, conflict with that, and I'd go to school smelling like wicked ripe like, like wood stove in the winter and shit. <laughs> it was just weird i felt like cr- creepy you know but um <laughs> but in in retrospect that's like what all the cool kids are doing now all yeah, the cool kids yeah, trans right. boxes now you're on so. trend you're just early <laughs> exactly it's way ahead of the curve <laughs> so my dad lived there and i only went there on the weekends and but uh, my mom my mom was like a single like waitress, so you know, like really, I'd say poverty. You know, well, yeah. officially poverty for sure. Working like, poverty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's tough to say like that they didn't work hard; they worked their asses off. But you know, it was like sometimes you could work all day, every day, and still not make enough. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's your fault, and sometimes it's just the abusive employees and people cutting budgets and like right. putting the wrong thing over humans. You know. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's how I think there's a lot, a lot of working of now. poor nowadays. Yeah. yeah, like I, I would have been that. You know, any retail job, like most jobs, are like you can't get ahead with that. A lot of people work multiple jobs just to break even. Yeah, if even. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's a stat like you need two and a half uh, minimum wage jobs, minimum wage jobs in Massachusetts to afford an apartment. Yeah, just to afford the apartment. <laughs> yeah, what's sad is you think about um, people's kids. You know, like yeah. they're just starting out, and it's like. The parents are working two, three jobs, you know, and the kid has to, like, adapt to that, you know? Like, yeah. you better start, start with one job, you know? Like, you're going to have to have multiples. It seems that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the answer is. I'm like, maybe some kind of hippie answer where you, like, pool in with other people and live, like, how sometimes people categorize, like, some ethnic groups who all live, like, a lot together in yeah. a small place. Like, maybe that's better than being wicked poor and not being able to spend time with your kid or something, you know? I have I have answers, but I feel like I'll get made fun of, or they're not, they're not really my answers. They're just stuff I've heard and listened to, and, like, but I'm terrified to say it sometimes, because you're, like, people, politics is so ruthless these days, yeah. and you feel like you're just gonna be fooled. I know, I know. Look, what's that song? Don't be fooled again. What is that one, Goonan? The who? The who. Yeah, like, I feel like that every election, because they're like, vote, vote, vote. And I grew up in poverty, too, like, in the fact that, like, we had enough to get bought. Poverty in America. Like, we could get by. Right. But we had, like, there was tons of pitfalls to turn humans into profit-making schemes. You know, like, my mom had substance abuse problems. Mine, too. And welfare, and then these things set her up to, like, be a professional victim almost, you know? And you're already just dealing with your sanity, you know? When you go through trauma, you're not, like... It's not... People, the wolves come out and set up business traps, you know? Yeah. It seems like it happens a lot, you know? The freedom to be wrong. And, like, everybody's in survival mode in that situation, and it's, like, wicked hard to break out of it or dream for more because you're just like, I need to put food on the table. I don't know. It's stress and worry, and how can you think about the future if you're stressed and worrying about now right like you can't even our basic necessities are just you know like it's hard to remember that yeah it's the complexity of life though to keep on that topic because it's like 
you can be super good and organized at adding up numbers and do all that stuff, or you can be super lost and out in the woods floating around finding Dory, like when you get back from Iraq. Right, you know? yeah, You're like, yeah. I don't know where I am, what I'm doing, if any of this has value. Like, you're just trying to figure things out. They don't make it easy. Yeah, I know. F- financially, but also, like, just psychologically. Right. It's hard just to be alive, you I know? I think, like, <laughs> and especially, like, that mentality of, like, being so overwhelmed with all that and being in survival mode. Like, I had that so much more when I was younger and I came from the family I came from and like actually like joining the military for me was kind of like step one of like slowly climbing my way out of thinking that way and living that lifestyle and so in my own lifetime I've seen that it's possible that you can like you can slowly slowly but surely get it together yeah kind of reminds me of like what you were saying about like your jobs that you like earn money and then you pull it into your dream, you know, yeah. and then you slowly just build something. Yeah. You know? So the hard, the hardest part that bugs me out is that we're animals and it's hard to get past our animal instincts. And a lot of those emotions we have are our animal instincts side of things. You know, people yeah. love deeply and are hurt and offended deeply. And like, it's hard to, especially if you have chemical subs, subs if your whole environment around you is set up to trap you or poison you I to know. make profit or lot, you know, like, and they like if you destroy the family structure and people you're psychologically fucked up it's hard to even value anything 100%. you look at fake news and all the ups and downs politicians like all the news and everything comes into a profit making scheme when you put human if you put things above humans then things are offside you know like right. it doesn't make sense and that's what it seems like it seems like Everything's set up to crunch a human soul and churn it out for a dime, you know? Uh, yeah. It's like, and there's, like, brutal. tons of different aspects of America, I think, that, like, all feed into that. Like, yeah. our consumerism, whether yeah. it be, like, drugs or alcohol or food or it's, like, money. Like, people just want to earn more and more. You know, not yeah. everybody, but there's, like, the there's whole extremes. capitalism. You yeah. know what I mean? And, like, you're kind of... I think we're all bred to, like, you're a weirdo if you want to join a hippie commune, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. heck, maybe that's a decent gray area to start with where you could, like, find a, like, a feeling in life like you're yeah. doing something unique or, like, finding your way. <laughs> yeah, well, you just, the whole thing unravels when you think about even the way they educate people and start to, like, promise them this, like, prestige and great job right. and, like, then they go to war and spend the money on other things and then there's like the bottom falls out and there's this, all these people to the wayside because they were told something like people are just trying to figure like sorry to be super like jumpy but yeah, um I, I always think about it this way because like when i i came into the world i was like burst out of my mom's vagina you swam out like that yeah wow. head first oh my god head first I was like, <laughs> just out uh and then uh it was just kind of chaotic you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, we were living in a crazy country. Like, my mom and dad, and they were, like, having their issues. They're just trying to develop. So, like, we come into this world. It's chaos. Everything's set up to mislead you. Yeah. For profit. Yeah. And then you're just trying to balance. Like, to develop the human character right. from a little kid to a functioning adult takes yeah. a lot of time, thought, and a whole community and people. And everybody's told to go to work. And, like, crunch and crunch and crunch. There's debt. There's all this stuff. It's politics. Yeah, yeah, And they put the politics over human life. And it's, like, it's, like, what do you expect? Like, how are the people going to be able to develop, you know? Like, we're aiming at the wrong fucking things, you know? Like, I always thought that. Yeah. Because I'm, like, dude, my family, I look at all my family, and I'm, like, we grew up with very little. But, like, we're powerful humans. We could be, you know? Right. But then it's just like there's no currency for that. Right, It's just I know. like you need to be good at adding math or like you got to be born into it or you got to 
break your fucking back. Like people come from other countries and come here. And they, you know, but when you're here, they're told you're going to be a millionaire. Right. I Remember, know. Like coming up, everyone's like, you're going to be a millionaire. Yeah. They don't yeah. Even emphasize like hard work or like. Right. 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 <laughs> Not all the time. I mean, it exists on all things. But like, if you grow up around here, there's a lot of misguided people that like, there are those people, you know? Yeah. 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 And they get neglected, you know? I know. It's hard to keep a family together too, you know? Yeah. That's what I always think about. It's hard enough just to develop one character, let alone like everyone you know uh, yeah <laughs> tell me about it i have two kids so <laughs> oh yeah we'll see that's full circle yeah yeah i love when people pull their weight and strive it's like you you want to aim at things you can attain but just don't stop dreaming and then right, you can get right. higher and higher and like keep going you know but yeah and hard, you, you you know like i like to kind of have the conversation where you don't have to accept that uh it's only that way like like yeah. it's true that like everything's developed to suck your soul out and make yeah. you like a money-making machine for the man that's true yeah. but i mean what if like enough people were like oh but i'm not doing that so yeah you know yeah, and they yeah, were yeah. like i'm gonna i mean there's just like ways around it and i, I like to focus on those ways yeah. i like to like just hold out a little room that like a smart kid like getting into skateboarding even you know what i mean yeah, like that's yeah. a good start like you're like uh, i'm not gonna play football or baseball i'm gonna do what i want to do and i'm gonna do it with creativity yeah. i'm gonna do it my own way you know it's a good start for like autonomy and independence and like finding your way yeah because you know? that dude most people need some some they need to learn to balance you know right, before right. they can like it's just so overwhelming. I know. know. They I know. just put the whole world on your shoulder. You're from America. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and another way to like screw all that off is to just be like, I'm gonna go travel then. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's ways to travel that I'm obsessed with. Two namely is like one is this thing called workaway.info and the other one's like woofing, W W O F I N G. And both of them are basically like volunteer programs on the internet where you can go stay someplace for free and you don't get paid, but they feed you and give you a place to stay and you like work on their farm or you volunteer to these Chinese kids to teach them American English. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean like you need a plane ticket but other than that you can go spend if you have a college degree there's programs where you can teach English in Czechoslovakia or whatever country and that's the shit like I always have my eye on because I'm like you can get out of here and have a genuine experience and it's not all about money at all. Yeah. You could just blend away for three years doing that and that's so inspiring to me you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean that's awesome. you have a roof over your head you're learning something you're meeting new people it's like totally real yeah that's that's what it is man that's why it's hard man i, I love i love where i live though because we live like supposedly like it's like we are the people you know right right, like, right, right that's what worries me it's like government's our salvation and our uh and our oppressor uh, at the same time, yeah. like is, like we are. <laughs> yeah. If people are like, so I don't quite understand it, all of it, but like I agree with you. I focus on like things that actually you can control, like a skateboard. Like right. you can go and like do. That's like helps you develop daily, you know. And even baseball and football too. Like pe kids need structure and like guidance and role models and things like that. I needed that, you know. Definitely. I got into hip hop, but I liked liked a certain type of hip hop when I got into it. <laughs> yeah. wasn't the money bitches and hoes side. Yeah, I was yeah. like more into like the rappers that would talk about like real stuff the when they were going through guys, it. Yeah, yeah, they're just trying to process, use it as powerful. You know, I wore the '90s rap T-shirt for you. Damn, what's this one? It's a '90s. Oh, rap. '90s, perfect. <laughs> yeah, '90s rap. Gee, bro, you could promote that all day. Yeah, <laughs> I even like the the bad like naughty rap in the '90s too, though. It's fun. I liked all of it. It's fun. <laughs> but as a little kid, like my family structure was like so rocky. I was like. I already didn't want to hear any more like sketchiness. So yeah, I was just kind of yeah. wanted to hear someone making some sense, you yeah, know, like all positive. That yeah. was my gangster shit. Yeah, like, that dude's a gangster because he's 
pays his bills. Dude, that's why I have a black sheep tattoo. Like, <laughs> not to mention that it's like the minor threat sheep, but it's I'm the black sheep of my family in the sense that I don't do drugs or alcohol. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like the same thing where you're like, oh, what's crazy for me is to be good. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. That was my upbringing too. Yeah, because I was like. It just, you want to do the opposite. It wasn't always productive. I'm like, these people are running wild and they're yeah. savages. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love them, but they're fucking savages, yeah, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, I was like, I was, I had the fear of God in me young. Like, same. It sounds like the same thing. Same, yeah. yeah. Well, that takes us back to military stuff. So, yeah. what made you want to go there and take me through that and going into it All in right, the beginning? All right, so, everything starts basically with skateboarding or, like, punk music so those are the seeds for like skateboarding taught me like basically how to be tough how to work on a goal where you're like all right dude if you try this like tail transfer over the spine at skater island a hundred times you will eventually get it if you take yourself to camp you'll get it eventually you know we saw it today with that kid he took that fucking slam and then he came back i love that That (laughs) so inspiring yeah yeah so i was like oh if you actually keep working for something because i think i was previously always in survival mode where i was like you either you're either smart or you're not you can either do it or you can't and i didn't understand the concept that like you could work for something and get it maybe it was because i grew up on wealth fair too where i was like oh you know didn't have a concept for working hard for something and getting it you yeah, know? yeah and so basically i got when i was 23 oh it's like an impoverished mindset it's yeah. like you want everything for free well yeah i mean i'm not think saying that, you that that was your case but like that's a little bit of it and that's kind of like marketing on people in america they marketed everything as you're going to be the millionaire and it's going to be free right. you're going to live a lavish lifestyle it's possible, like they emphasize that so much, you don't actually hear about like Working taking hard, the yeah. time to work for an inch, add that inch to another inch, exactly. and over time, exactly. Yeah, that's like a better path. Yeah, but they want consumerism, consumers, and if you're just taking your time and not buying a bunch of shit, right, they're right. not making a bunch of money. I know, I yeah. know. Sorry to derail. Yeah, yeah, no. Ties in though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I kind of like, I definitely agree with like there's people out there that just want everything for free but like for me it was like i just didn't understand i i didn't know what i didn't know that's like a saying out there yeah and it was kind of like i didn't realize that that was my behavior or my model yeah. i i i didn't realize like adults would say you don't understand the meaning of hard work and i'd be like what do you what, shut up you know yeah. what i mean it just didn't make any sense to fresh me. fresh new amber yeah <laughs> you got it all figured out my friend <laughs> been there Wish. yeah <laughs> i'm there all the time that's part of growing like if you're 90 you're probably gonna have those moments you're like fuck I well was that's doing what i that. want i yeah, want yeah, to always be that you, you know yeah. i don't ever want to have it figured out that's hard though i know you always want to face a mirror every so often and be like oh, everything i believed is kind of like we gotta change it now it's like a i lot like of work. that though that's like too, that keeps yeah. you fresh dude that keeps yeah. you humble you know that, that that just like that's the part of growth that's hard so people get stuck like you know what i mean or sold a dream and like they didn't you know what i mean like they get their future robbed of them you know that's what me and Corey we just had the same conversation about things getting stale and then getting out of a comfort zone yeah in order to like grow again you know yeah but um military yeah Sorry. so i well, when i was 18 my sister died of a heroin overdose way before it was cool yeah <laughs> and uh <laughs> so i spent like five years i just, get it though yeah, yeah like i gotta be that way yeah. and that was a long time ago so you know yeah and we're back and we're back um so when i was 18 my sister and died. we're back oh he's back still there Sorry, I'm yeah, like, he's not back. even facing him. Yeah, so when she died, I just stood still for five years. I skated. I actually did a lot of traveling around the country and skated places. And, like, I would sleep in the car, like, at Woodward one weekend, like, yeah. with my biker friends. But whatever. I was just, like, stuck professionally. And then 
after about five Would, years. Oh, sorry to derail, but I yeah. got to go in. So your sister passed. How old are you? I'm 40 now. She died when I was 18. So this is going. So along. just fresh adult. Yeah, yeah. So you're just like a fresh adult, and you're just off off with that baggage. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it was brutal. Like she had four kids, and I was really close to her and them, and it was just like really visceral, you know, like yeah. trauma, like. The four kids, like, went to live with my mom, and my mom had been, like, sober a few years, so everything was just, like, what's going to happen, you know? It yeah. was really, like, touch and go. Yeah. Um, Survival mode again. Bad, yeah. yeah. Worse than ever. You know, it was, like, the confirmation that I should live in survival mode for my whole life. Yeah. it was, like, and it actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, like, the sealed the deal of, like, yeah. wake up every day, do what you can that day, and you're probably going to die tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Been there. I have those feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just, like, live in the moment for sure, you Yeah, know? pulls you out of your own, like, um, apathy. Because totally. you're just, like, shock and awe, and you're like, oh, everything's so raw, you know? Seriously. Like, and your your whole wiring gets fucked up. It did, Especially yeah. at a young age, like, 18, you're just developing, you know? Right. You're a young adult. Yeah, and everybody I was with was, like, going to college, and I was like, what? Like, I could never conceive of such a thing. But, <sighs> like, but skateboarding was there for me again. That's what I did, you know? Like, yeah. I'd go down to... Like where, like wherever the party was at, or I went and explored like a bunch of parks around New England, or you just drive everywhere and like live cheap and have continental breakfasts at hotels that I didn't stay at. You know, <laughs> sick <laughs> yeah. rebel. Good times. It was great. <laughs> just like sleep outside, whatever. Yeah. And uh, but then when I was twenty three, so five years later after she died, I was like. I worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Things were fine. I was going down to FDR every weekend or Montreal all the time for fun, you know. And I was like, oh, man, like, I feel like this is as good as it's ever going to get if I don't try something. Yeah. And at the moment, it just happened all at once. Like, a lot of different signs all came into my life. Like, this old guy I worked with was like, look at me all seriously. And I respected him as this, like, old-timey little bo- little guy. And he was like... You really should think about it, you know? And He was the, encouraging you to go to the military? Yeah. <laughs> and at the same Strange. time, like, I... Oh, it was right after 9-11 happened. Yeah. And I was like, I wanted to be a firefighter all of a sudden. Whoa. I was like, yeah. And so I, I found out that you have to join the military to get a good chance at becoming a firefighter. So I was like, everything kind of, like, aligned at once. And I was like... Uh, oh, and I saw this brochure for, like, a girl Marine. Oh, oh my God. And it was, gotta, like, so emotional. And my dad was a Marine, so he, like, raised me to be a Marine, kind of. Yeah. Like, there was always, like, obstacle courses were in the box that he lived in. You know That's what I mean? That's way cool. Yeah. And yeah. he would just, like, he was so renegade and, like, he was, like, way survivalist kind of and wicked hardworking. Like, as crazy as he was, he had, like, all these really important qualities that I yeah. value a lot. Yeah. And, um, he, like, took me to work when I was a little kid, and I'd, like, climb roofs and, like, build swings on the job site. Like, it was just kind of a wild childhood. Um, so, anyway, I was like, oh, my God, I could totally be a Marine. Like, That's I would awesome. smoke that after being a skateboarder. You know, I was like, yeah. I could do anything tough, I think. <laughs> That's rad that you had that belief, man. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm pretty tough, and I skateboard, but I don't know. <laughs> you, you could. You think I'd be Oh, hard? God, every right. <laughs> every good skateboarder, you are 100% good in the Marines, yeah. Oh, sick, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be a pro. <laughs> All right, hell yeah. Private Shetler. They wouldn't there. take me, though, Private Shetler. You might I, be too old. That and my, I have no ACL on my left knee. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Ghosted it. Wow. Yeah. And you don't even care? I mean, I care when it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Survival mode. <laughs> it hurt. It hurts, but yeah. 
That, but they wouldn't let me in, right? Because you got to be peak physical shape, I imagine. It's like a, a slippery slope. I have a really high tolerance, know. but it could get, you know. I don't know. Me. So I think that they give you a series of health tests, and yeah. you could lie about it. And then uh, if you could pass the health tests, you'd be fine. Sure, hell but, yeah. So I don't know, like, if the health test they give would indicate that you don't have an ACL. You walk in, they just go, drop your pants. You're like, they do. All right. And then they cup it and they cough. Like, <laughs> they do. Yeah. They and then they me... take your, their finger, their pinky finger, and they lick <laughs> it, put it in your ear. And oh, that's the doctor's that's... test. Those are the two. <laughs> cup the balls, cough, and then they give you a wet willy. You freaked me out. Like, they lick You've been finger. in the military. You <laughs> should know this better than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they like laid me down on a like a medical cot and they like spread my cheeks. I was like, oh, oh, what the hell? how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it gets invasive for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. So back to military. So you, this guy encourages you. You're stoked. You see the pamphlet. You're like, that's me. <laughs> yeah. But I'm gonna be more ripped. And then uh, you're in. Yeah, I went there and I actually was toying with like joining the army, but then I was like, oh my God, I can't, like I've been brainwashed all my life by my dad about the Marine Corps and I, like, I could never, like, I could never swallow the army juice, you know? <laughs> I, I had a question about your dad in Vietnam. Yeah. What was his take on it? Because oh. that makes a whole difference in the whole thing, difference in the whole thing. I think he almost cried. I think he was like, he was literally like, ah, oh, don't you want to do something a little more feminine? <laughs> He's like, why don't you join the Coast Guard or the Navy? <laughs> <laughs> the Navy, that's a shot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and he also had such a gnarly time in Vietnam. He was like an infantryman in Vietnam, which is the lowest, most dangerous, gnarly thing you could ever, ever do. Like yeah. when he was in, he'd go out in the woods, you know, in the bush with... 10 guys and two would come back and he Jeez. would do that over and over and over and over and he got shot twice that'll fuck you up he he's fucked up for sure like that guy's that's what we were talking about earlier putting humans uh, putting things over humans you right, know like why right. else would you go to war like that right it's like you value other things besides the souls that are going to war for it i know at some point you know? I know yeah that's exactly right i i think i have to think of things slightly differently just because i've been in the military and i'm like I've got to believe there's like a opposite but equal side to that. I've got to believe that somehow he has something valuable that other people don't have. I mean, maybe not. You know, maybe that's just what I tell myself. But well, they don't make they don't make it easy. Like it's weird nowadays. Cause like, like, like what if someone said to you like. Oh, I guess skateboarding is your choice, but it's kind of like if somebody was like, why are you going to hurt yourself over and over again like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, well, obviously I get something deeper out of it. Yeah. It's not as shallow as you think it may be. Yeah. Military. We're back in there. So your dad is like, he had a bad experience, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It was, did he feel like it was a, he didn't feel like he was, that war is unjust, right? That's the general yeah, understanding. I, I think you'll get like a whole spectrum of people who have all different ideas on it. But yeah. I mean, yeah, you can see his. It was resource based. Based. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know the inside, but it was based off of resources and like drugs, right? Or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my dad himself is the only perspective I have about Vietnam is him and his experience. Like, oh, yeah. there's, and this is that idea, what his general idea was? Of it? Well, he just isn't political at all, and I don't know if it's because he was so surrounded by war combat yeah, yeah i'd imagine if you're like an infantryman you don't have time to think about like all that you're the other pawn. external bullshit exactly yeah. like the reasons like, you're just trying to stay alive you're the exactly. pawn you're yeah. the fucking pawn they put yeah. in there yeah it's like they're politicking and they're putting pawns out there almost yeah, like yeah. chess and he definitely like just lived the rest of his life of like what the, like how did i live through that and like like over and over he used to like 
drink or smoke weed a lot and like whenever he was feeling good he would like go, go into like brutal like like really like vivid stories and stuff when so, he was sober no when he was like oh when he was fucked up yeah, yeah my mom too dude really She'd yeah go into, like, she stories. had like trauma from like things that happened to her as a child and she like pst ptsd pt yeah thank you yeah um and she just couldn't like the same concept though she'd get really fucked up and then tell these crazy stories and right. like oh my god yeah. <laughs> that's all in my family too yeah and yeah. the same people do it when um they, when they get messed up they love to tell you how much they love you too right yeah 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 <laughs> that's the scariest yeah, yeah like get super emotional and tell you how yeah. important you are and stuff <laughs> it's you feel like you're drowning like sometimes people feel like they don't have control of things and they're drowning they don't sometimes your emotions are just so out of whack from things you've been through that's the whole goes back to what we were saying before is like most people are dealing with basic necessity survival mode and they can't get past that. Right. You know, because right. you're just surviving, especially if you're in financially, but also just psychologically. You Definitely. Know? Like, yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's so crazy that you chose to go, though, dealing with your father. And then you're just like, not saying dealing with your father, but just seeing that side that what happened to your father with war and stuff and then you choose to go there i know <laughs> i think i see that pattern in my life a little bit and i think i have an underlying kind of like reason why i do that and i think it has to do with uh you know one of your biggest fears and just yeah. sort of like if i don't just go right in then i'm basically avoiding it you know what i mean yeah or, i was gonna say that it's kind of good you did though because it's like you almost take on the same challenge yeah so, yeah. yeah and, and it, you it's could turn it into something process. positive yeah, yeah. It really is. It's awesome. And uh, yeah. figure something out today. <laughs> I love figuring like, secrets to the universe. Yeah. Mm. No, but I agree, dude. A lot of things around us are challenges that we could accept, and it, it's easy to sweep them under rugs and let them pile up. You know. Yep. Like it's you want. We're savages. Yeah. That's what I learned from my mom. Like going through it, is I'm like I love her, but she she was capable of. You were kind of talking about the good things of your dad's. It's like seeing the whole spectrum of an individual, you know? Right. You have that complexity and depth to your ourselves, you know? Totally. And it's like, um, yeah, my mom was like that. I was like, at her best, she was fucking amazing, you yes. know? But she couldn't harness it because she had trauma and stuff. And I'm sure, like, life will do that to you. You can't even harness your own fucking epicness, you right. know? Right. And get robbed of you because you're just worried about survival, you know? Totally. But that's if you like, work the muscles. <laughs> well, that's like the biggest goal in life. I feel like in some ways I was given a gift with all this stuff. Like with my mom, she, she was an alcoholic and like my dad and his crazy like homeless life. And my sister, like there were times where I'd spend like so much time with her. It was like she was raising me, you know. Yeah. And uh, she was like the light of my life. Like she was like that chaotic, crazy person. She was like a badass. Like, is it okay to swear a little bit? Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she was like a huge drug dealer. Which There's I'm no not... way we could explain any of the, 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 the depths of this and how shitty it can be sometimes yeah. without using a curse word. I can't not swear because of that. I'm like, yeah. the level of intensity of regular language just doesn't cut it. <laughs> yeah. This is lit, but it's fucking lit. You know what I mean? <laughs> 100. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to derail you. Yeah, no. So she was like a bad Badass, and I always was like, oh my god, I've been given all this energy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, I've yeah. been given this mania. Yeah. Like, can I use it? And I'm like, I think I have, you know, and I'm pretty stoked on my life. Like, yeah. no, I can tell just when I've seen you skate. I'm like, she has, she's harnessed her power. She's got good balance. Like, you know what I mean? To be yeah. able to do the stuff you're doing today, like, you got to be focused and in the moment and like coherent, you know? Yeah. So you definitely have. 
Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like skateboarding wise, like um, I didn't necessarily go the direction of like being nasty or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can roll around with the best of them, but I mean, I'm not like a trick master or anything, you know? So it's kind of like, that's a great compliment. Thank you. You know what I mean? But like, I guess at this age, I care more about trying to like help build a little park or, you know what I mean? Like, how about like donate a little bit of money in something or like what you do, you film these kids. Like, I don't do that, but I mean, that's what I love about skateboarding at age 40. Yeah. Well, you skated in the session, just you're a role model or an example to anybody who wants to do it and still be doing it. Like, the people that I idolize are the ones that are further in time than me, like JV or someone, totally. you know, and they just hang on to skateboarding and they still show up and they, the big part of skateboarding is just showing up and like be, making friends, you know, right. we all need each other, you know, right. like the communal aspect of it. So to have an example of someone who's like worked hard on their skating, cause you clearly spent time to learn that stuff and you've like you got balance in life and that like those kids remember that stuff. I remember that stuff. Totally. It's inspiring, you know, yeah, functioning yeah. adults, you know, I know, I know <laughs> that aren't just in a box, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. And I feel like, I mean, I feel like it's like pretty hard on the East coast. Like, I don't know, maybe that's an outdated thought. Maybe things are different now, but, and like with my town, Plymouth getting a new park, like that's becoming less and less true, you know, but I just yeah. feel like, but no, that was like when we were coming up, Yeah. like I started, like we were saying earlier, like there was no skateboarders really. We were oddballs. You yeah. knew if you met a skateboarder, like, or if people still skate now, then you know, they love it. Yeah. Cause like, it's yeah. not super easy No, I know. around here. You're earning it every moment. Yeah. It's yeah. not like you can skate all the time. Winter comes, it gives you yeah, right. not to skate. Seriously. Yeah. Especially if you don't drive to a park half the time indoors, you know, that was the yeah. only way I could skate. Like when I fell in love with skater Island, that yeah. was like, I'd get out of work at 6 PM, drive an hour at least twice a week just yep. to get there at seven and only get to stay till nine and drive an hour home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Worth know? it though. I know. Yeah. I know. And that was life. That was like, yeah, at some point I was like, I think after 10 years of driving way too much, I was just like, I got to reevaluate. Like, I love skateboarding, but I got to, I I don't like the dri- like driving all the time and feeling yeah. like every day I wake up, it's an automatic thing. So that got old for the East Coast thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just moved to the town where the park was. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of handling it. Because for me, it's more, uh, it was like therapeutic. Like nowadays, it's not so much. But for me to work out my issues, Definitely. I was like, I need to skate in the winter. I can't face myself, basically, and yeah. my thoughts. Like I need to go to the skate park, have fun, and just like blow energy out. Totally. But like nowadays, it's way less extreme, you know. But yeah. I needed that skating for that, you know. So Definitely. I was like, I'm just moving near the park, you know. Like so smart, it's right there, you know. And it's not just like you skating. I mean, you really foster some stuff. Like it's it's awesome, you know. Like oh, thanks, I feel thanks. like you bring a scene to the area, you know. Like and JV, I think that about too. Like yeah. anybody who like uh, puts like a little foundation in place where people can find skateboarding, or you know, a kid sees you filming another kid and he's like, oh, maybe I can get filmed, you know. Yeah. And man. I don't love that part of skateboarding where somebody wants to get famous or like film their tricks all the day. You know what I mean? But like, but it's fun, dude. Totally. That's why I, I do the vlogs because it's like. If you people show up and they apply their energy to to skating, and if we have a session like we did today, like right, right, it was right. all ages, and it's like pros right. and non pros, and it's just like I'm willing to film because totally. I just like to be filmed too. Totally. So like to trade off, I always look at it like it's my responsibility to build a platform for skateboarding because I was fortunate enough to have sponsors. The games kind of change in some sense. People have sponsors, but like n- less more less nowadays. 
like when I started, it was like you worked hard to get sponsored so that you could skate more. Like I always right. wanted to get sponsored so I didn't have to fucking work as much because I wanted to work on skating. Yep. Work is work to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I wanted reasons to work. And the thing I wanted to work on was skating because it was fun and it was just like helping my life, totally. you know? So like, yeah, so... But I feel like it's my obligation because I had sponsors. Like, World Industries was my good friend R.P. Best and Charlie Thomas. Brand manager, team manager. Ex- they still skated, actually. And they were, like, Charlie's pro. And then R.P. like worked in the industry and skated his whole life. And they worked really hard and did all the emails to sponsor me and, like, do all the, sh- the work side of it to let me go skate and go on trips and get paid to skate and That's just live awesome. and skate, you know? Right. So, like, the dream don't work unless we work, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I was like, well, thankfully, thankfully, and same with New York, my friend Seamus. He bridged that gap. There totally. was a whole team behind that team yep. working to have a skate team. Right. Yeah, so it was like. That's huge. I to know. me, I'm like, they built my name up. All yeah. those ads, all the stuff I created with the filmer and the photographers that was their job and they skated and we'd go out and spend gas money and time and hopefully get a banger and chris would chris ortiz would put that photo in the mag he'd get paid i'd get royalties i'd live my skate dream so good so like to me i'm like they built the shetler name up right so like i need to use that to build up skateboarding you know what i mean right so we can do more of that stuff you know like so that's i feel obligated in some sense because skateboarding's given me more than i could ever ever dreamt that's of that's so know? beautiful yeah. yeah yeah and i i know a lot of people feel that way yeah, they feel yeah, yeah. in servitude to it a little bit Definitely. where it's like it's helped me so much that i'll just do whatever i can to try to like pass it on or share it with someone totally. or whatever like a lot of us feel that way definitely that, that's that's like this kind of goes the line but it's like i'd rather spend less on war and let people have some money to live their dreams a little more than just like go fight over some shit yeah, in politics, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Not saying there's not a time for it, but, yep. like, we've definitely abused that yeah, it, yeah. as a nation and other nations, you know? Like, right. where we've reallocated some of our resources towards something just for numbers, right? you right, know? Right, right. Like, I mean, I I'd don't know that def- there's, like, an actual answer, but I definitely, like, had a time where I felt defensive for our country, like 9-11, yeah. you know what I mean? I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, don't think it was necessarily the right way to handle it, but I was like, yep, I can do something. Like, I, I, ha- I don't have a spiritual conflict with being in the military at this moment. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, But you're right. Like, at this at this time, I'm kind of past that. You can't be that defensive and aggressive forever. you got to yeah. sort of um, – so at this moment in time, I'm with you where I'm like, yeah. I'd rather spend the defense money a little better than we spend yeah, it. Yeah, I want everyone to be safe, and I know there's real fucking evil out there, I'm yeah. sure. Like, it, it, the complexity of the individual, and, you know, there's a history. You can go back and watch history and know that there's real people that needed to be stopped, you know? But, right. like, we – in the pursuit of profit and domination, I yeah. think we've, like – a little excess, you know? I'm yeah. not saying cut the military out or don't have borders and shit. I'm not, like, way out there yeah, where I'm, yeah. like, we're all one amoeba together, <laughs> which we are, I get, but, like, there's still differences and everybody's got to carry their weight and we got to learn to coexist, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I get that there's some need for it but and even if you really really care about defense at this time it's like how do you know for sure that being aggressive is the right way because there's that mindset that maybe you could uh you know by putting more energy into coexisting actually makes you safer you know what i mean like instead of pissing off a hornet's nest all the time you know yeah especially with like technology and the access to like 
world altering weapons as it gets easier and easier and easier it's like we need to move away from that more so right you know like right. let's work on the human condition a little bit so that we don't have to destroy it you know yeah like, yeah it's a balancing act in all things you know? <laughs> right right <laughs> trying tough. to figure it out still and everything's so polarized right now that like it's hard to get through to anybody like, is, is you can't it, even think for yourself you gotta like i'm in this camp or i'm in this camp and that's it <laughs> that's what i was talking about earlier yeah. it's like everyone's making profit off of shit that's like it's like bad it's like bad for our soul but yeah, they turn yeah. it into like a attention economy and like how do we get people's attention it's I know. like we can do whatever the fuck we want to do to get attention and like it's just scary, you know, like people are trying to make profit off of like hitting that business. I know, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I feel a like line, bro. you have to like, you have to like just talk about the message of like reeling it in and trying to like stay centered and having your own, op- like your own opinion. You don't even yeah. have to fight for it, but like don't subscribe. You don't have to like yeah. follow that path to, to the end of it. You know, yeah, you could just yeah, yeah. believe what you believe from your own life experience and like don't hurt anybody. You know, you yeah. just like kind of be on your own path. I feel like if more people did that, they'd become solid and like secure. Everything would be a little more secure, you know? I think I feel like nowadays with the technology, I'm hoping that like with long form podcasts and stuff and like, it's going to be harder to just fool a whole bunch of people into unnecessary wars. Right. You that's know? one like, thing I'm I like hoping about that we're all the ed- sharing. We can educate ourselves more and connect and like talk about it and we can like get these ideas out there so right. that like politicians can't just sway us into some evil shit for dimes or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Not saying that's all it ever is, but just that's existed, you know? Yeah. You might be the person to ask. I've never voted before, and whenever oh. I tell people that, I feel kind of ashamed, but also kind of proud. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I Is never, that fucked up? I never <sighs> used to believe in voting. I was probably <sighs> like you. Uh, I'm not saying I don't now, but I'm just saying I've never voted up to this point. Yeah, I do vote now. I think it's a little bit has to do with, like, for me maturity like for me i don't yeah. think that somebody no, no, no. doesn't vote is immature i don't think that but for me it's like uh i guess it has a little to do with like being able to complain you know what i mean like yeah. this way and like throwing my name in the hat and i always always vote for the third party like almost every time huh. even when i was in the military and i was a little more like believed in defense spending yeah. i would never vote for bush and i'd never vote for trump and i would never vote for hillary clinton you know what i mean because yeah. i'm like i literally want what I want is somebody different. I don't want a politician anymore. I don't care if I'm throwing my vote away. I don't. Have, but at some point, we all have to stop saying the same mantra of "if you vote third party, you're throwing your vote away." Yeah. At some point, if everyone just did that, it wouldn't be true. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is so good to hear this out loud. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I feel crazy if I say that. Because I'm always like, the lesser of two evils isn't really a choice. Dude, it's no. like we could do better than this. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, and I feel wicked punk when I vote third party. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. just like, it's a little better than not voting because yeah. you're like, oh, no, I voted. But I voted for the dude that nobody heard of. You know? It's awesome. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, like, I like to vote just to exercise the right to be like, I don't want you and I don't want you at all. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know what I – like the reason why I've never voted is because I was too busy trying to figure out like why – like – figure out what i'm gonna do yeah like who i don't want to vote against my neighbor like right. i'm just like trying to figure out what i'm gonna do and what i believe and like what i'm aiming at and it's usually not like <laughs> it's i'm just like not aiming at the same things as these people you know yeah. I'm like i don't it's why am i gonna vote like right it's well just a, if, to me it's always felt like a coin toss yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know because i'm like i actually have an answer for that like thank you yeah the, the reason i think that <laughs> 
people can come around to casting a vote, like yeah. in your case. Is I might that, be there right now, though. Yeah. But go ahead. Keep going. I feel like there's a hundred reasons you can vote over, but you need to pick the first one, two, or three that are really your priorities. You yeah. know what I mean? When I was in the military right after 9-11 happened, I was like, I do care about defense spending. I'm, I'm more sort of Republican right now. You know what I mean? And now I feel, okay, when uh, the when like Occupy Wall Street happened and the banks thing happened, mm-hmm. I was like... So mad. I went back to like my childhood and like the the richest one percent, and I was just like, <laughs> I don't believe in any of these corporations. I don't want to ever vote. Like I was all Bernie Sanders, like a hundred percent. Lighted you know a mean? flag on fire. Everything. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I'm just no. being extreme. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I was literally like, I I was like in all about that. I was like, I'll vote against rich people. That's okay. Yep. That's well, Democrat. Like, yeah, so. <laughs> the, you're like the bankers tank the economy. Yeah. 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 So like, and I was like, I don't want government and money like in the same bed all the time forever. So yeah. that became my top priority. I, I'm like, yep, I'll vote over that. Yeah. Like that'll be the one thing that makes me vote this way. Yeah. And I, I, st- I, most people like just stay in the same mind camp forever but yeah. i think politics it's really important to sway back and forth that's how you keep a little bit of a balance you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? because it's all right that people have different interests in politics you know but we gotta we gotta balance it out you know that's exactly. the whole thing is like i never i never wanted to vote because i'm like i don't know enough like right. i don't have like you guys all you're putting up a figurehead for some corporations yeah i'm just like you just like this is so detached from the average human, you yeah, know, yeah. like just trying to get by and raise a family or, or just figure out, work through their psyche, you know? That's my biggest beef with like politics. Like I, I barely like can even follow a conversation. Like I, I agree that like, you know, sending people off to be part of the machine, like things that you believe in, like I'm, I'm there too. But my biggest like alignment with politics in general is just like that corporations own the government and that like. Yeah. There's like people selling billions of dollars of Oxycontin and it's illegal. <laughs> There's truckloads. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. legal. Those are the it's worst terrifying. drug dealers in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's terrible. And it's legal. Yeah. You know, and they have like these huge money lawyers that can like win everything for them. But it the the local the nice local street drug dealer gets a bad rap, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just trying to feed his. He kids. gets ninety nine to life. Yeah, yeah, I, got, yeah. I seriously get a problem with that. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't think drug dealing's right. Obviously, I'm like I'm a hundred percent straight edge. Like I've never had a beer in my life. Wow. I've never had a joint in my life. I've wow. Never had a cigarette in my life. Once. Really? Yeah. Forty years, zero. You know. What? So I'm not for drugs, and I'm so against drugs that the ones that really piss me off are the legal ones, like yeah. pharmaceuticals, like that. But like, you're not complete. Like I could smoke weed right now. And oh yeah, fine. I mean, like this is the same thing with like, skateboarding. It's like yeah. the extremeness. Like yeah. basically, people who love drugs and alcohol are the only people I relate to because <laughs> that's who I am at my core. You know, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> like the reason I'm straight edge because I'm a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah, that's smart to say it that way. <laughs> yeah, hundred <100%. laughs> percent. You have to be aware of what you can manage. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. Even I, sobriety can be a drug, though. There's people that hang on to sobriety and life's so hard that they try to control everything and they need to let go of the wheel a little bit. So there's extremes. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a balancing act, you know. And I think I probably have that. Like, I've, ne- I've never drank in my life, but I go to AA meetings. Because, wow. yeah, because I literally enjoy talking about sobriety. I like being around people who have been in there, you know. I think that's why I want to go to church. I really? always want to go to church. I never do, but I always think the concept of going to church and having people talk about, like, life and the preciousness of like our being and just being alive and being thankful like i, I imagine uh, that's what churches don't really go to, so, but no that's but like beautiful I, though yeah, yeah. you want to celebrate that yeah and you yeah, feel yeah. like church does that yeah 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 because yeah. cool. it's like the understanding that the individual is like 
capable of heaven and hell, you know? And then, like, being like, all right, we have to restrain ourselves and have discipline and focus and aim at something beyond us, bigger than us. And, and, you know, so So there's that aspect to it. Like humbleness, like something's bigger and I'm small. Take us out of our crazy humanity of politics and all the shit is like you're looking past all that and being like, I don't have all the answers. Right. And I'm just going to aim at something, a vision that's the perfect vision. Cool. And work my way there. That's awesome. That's what I kind of feel like religion puts like, they give you the concept of something that you're only human, original sin, and you're not perfect and like... You know, yeah. like you, they put the emphasis on the individual to to realize their complexity and power that they could have, you know, or that they do have for yeah. good or bad, you know. Do you feel like you could be like a born-again Christian, like really into it? Well, like, so the falling out of my family structure and my mom being wild and my dad getting shot and passed away when I was 13 and then my mom dying pretty, like, abruptly and, like, all that has always just, like, and watching my mom, she was, like I said, she was powerful. It's always put the fear of God in me because I'm, like, I always wanted to, like, I'm, like, life could go so far off the rails, you know, if they could only harness this. Like, that was about my mom. She was so powerful, and I pictured her always at her best. I was, like, you could be so much more. Like, you're my mom. You're beautiful. You're strong. But, like, inside, she was just, like, dying you know like she couldn't harness her abilities you know yeah and to me that's always just been like i'm like like it's got to be bigger than us yeah because we don't all have it together you know like there's got to be something bigger than us you know and like that's the whole redemption idea and salvation is like i've just made all these mistakes and like my human side has just led me off the rails and then you submit to like the rule and law of life you know right. there is like right. i i generally see that if you do if you do good and you work hard and you connect with people and like you don't need like that's our currency is right. each other what we possess you know like the fact that you're dedicated hardworking, and that you're creative and stylish and yeah. got a personality and that you like those are our real currencies that we don't like around even allow to develop or we try to make you know like they make it so hard for you to develop as a human being in society you know it it wants you to conform which we need that too you know but like we need to balance it out man i kind of feel like it's going in that direction a little bit like i hope so i feel like that is a bubble like how the real estate bubble was you know what i mean like you can all things yeah (laughs) i mean like i agree (laughs) i'm not really in a position to like talk about millennials or what millennials are but that generation i mean are you technically are uh, I just missed it. Okay. I was born in 79 and I think the cutoff's like 84 or something. So I, I just feel like I, I think I've been seeing them, you know, as like getting really disillusioned with this corporate life and that there are more grassroots movements and like yeah. eating healthier and more positive changes, you know, like, so I think it kind of has burst a little bit from what I've seen. Again, I, 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 I hope to God things are getting better, but I know there's ways to communicate that we didn't have before. Right. So it's like I've used that to try to figure out my life, even if I can improve it by one inch. It's For sure, good. Even yeah. just my own thoughts and my daily actions and just how I get through, like, and through connecting to people through technology and podcasts and, like, be- just being connected to humanity and being able to hear new ideas. And it just helps you – if you're searching for your own ideas, it helps you have perspectives, you know. So, like, I feel like people can do that more nowadays than they ever could. But it's also – our artificial life is, is is like our real life. There's a whole – you can go down any rabbit hole, good yep. or bad, you yep. know. It's a tool. It's yeah. like – so that's – it could enslave us all, or it could be our salvation, you yeah. know? Like, 
just depends, you know. That's why the human condition matters so much. Because there's a bunch of delusional people that are off the rails just lusting after shit and not working towards it and thinking it's just going to happen. Right. Like life's just going to move itself. Right. It's like that's not how reality and nature works, you know. Like, yeah. We have energy. We have to use it, you know. I think I had like a weird reaction to that at a young age with like lusting after shit and money and like materialism yeah. because I didn't have it. Like I was so poor that I think that I adopted without knowing it almost like a, a Buddhist mindset where I was like committed to not wanting anything because yeah. that was the only way I could be happy <laughs> is by not like lusting for that, you know. Yeah. It was like what if I had absolutely nothing and like – what would I do then? How could I make peace with that? You yeah. know? And like, I kind of kept it. Like I have a decent job, like I'm a firefighter and I make enough to pay the bills. And, uh, you know, I still have that where I'm like, I just remember being a little kid and having, I, I my favorite thing to do as a little kid was to find rocks and like crack them open and see if I could find like the gems inside. Hell yeah. That sounds way sick. <laughs> and I had like this collection of rocks that would write on the pavement, you know, like <laughs> red one would write red and I'd like color rainbows. So sidewalk chalk but made of rocks that's you what know? you're a cool kid simple dude yeah. <laughs> you know like i had nothing <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect though yeah. yeah and then i took the same thing like as a teenager i didn't have a bike well i probably did at some points but this dude my brother's friend like left this nice bike in our garage and i rode that thing for like three years you know yeah and i would just go seize everything out like i you want to go to a friend's house oh you can't get a ride oh your mom's working or she can't give you a ride you know yeah. and i'm like i'll ride my bike and it's like 12 miles away you know what <laughs> i mean i'm like i don't need a ride like it was so empowering to just reach out and get it with nothing yeah that's awesome and i love that about the marine corps too like the marine corps represents that like they do the you know in my opinion they do the most with the least like i like that it's all just like pushing you know what i mean like, like bootstrap yeah yeah that's it yeah. yeah yeah and i just find that like i think when you have that element in your life where you don't like lust after that stuff the more you can focus on like you keep saying hard work or just like the most simple state you know yeah. the more you could like be there and be happy with that that's a true happiness yeah that's balance you know yeah. and if you live a long life and like um that's the thing is like you got to aim for things that are off in the distance like that you're aiming at. You're never going to quite get there. Right. So you got to keep working. Everybody right. – a lot of people – I can't hate saying that. I, I say a lot of people. But there's a portion of people out there that um, they play the lottery right. of life. Yeah, yeah. You know, or they just stick out in some job that they hate or like – they're, they get complacent or yeah. whatever, you yep. know, like whether it's society or themselves doing it to them or whatever, you know, but right. it's like <clears throat> life can be long in the best way possible. Maybe yeah. they're like, life is short, live it up. It's like, yeah. yeah, live it up, be in the moments and stuff, but also don't neglect to aim to be grandpa one day. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's yeah, what my yeah, mom yeah. forgot to do is that she was a mother. She was so lost in the drama of life and her own pain and justifi justifiably so, you know. Like the devil, sympathy for the devil, you know? Mm. Like she forgot to aim at her being a gray mother or being a grandmother yeah. and like long term. Stuck she in was the more day. destructive and yeah. like, so, like you just stuck in these patterns, you know? Do you it's, feel like if she had sort of like fell like into. like counseling, I love it. <laughs> if <laughs> I she guess. had fell into like AA or sobriety and it had she took. She did it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It had took. If it had took, like that would have been the answer for her? Was that like sort of her only problem or do you think her problems were more like mental health? Fully I feel like health. it was, it was, 
I feel like it. Jeff said it the best. My homie Jeff. He said Lisa had some ideas. He referred to my mom as Lisa. Nice. Lisa had some ideas because he used to. He would come over to my house in New Bedford. Yeah. And we'd walk in. And my mom, as a joke, she would do it all the time. She'd be like, "Look at this faggot," and pull his hair. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't even being hateful. It was like loving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, that's that my was, family. Yeah. Lisa is like a powerful character. You know? Yeah. Like, she is so powerful, but like she reminds me of my sister. Yeah, but but at her worst, it was like the victim and like things and she had justifiable reasons to be a victim but it was like so what i learned from lisa was that like (laughs) i'm gonna have burdens and life is not always going to be fair but i just don't want to let it all slide into hell right so like i made that decision as a young child that i was going to try to reverse some of these bad habits and thoughts yeah she's almost i always ask what a martyr is because i feel like my mom might have been one for me she, like, made all the mistakes yes. and lived this crazy life that I learned from her, you know? I've been saying the same thing my whole life. Where, <laughs> I like, love her did deeply. It for me. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and also, you know what I always wonder is why, like, it seems like people who grow up with backgrounds like you two have, they, yeah. they go one of two ways. They either repeat it or they break free from it. Yeah. And what do you think it is that made you guys, like, introspective enough to think about it and see it for what it was and break out versus people who just fall into it what comes to mind for me is like the pure frustration and hatred and it for me it always goes back to drugs and alcohol like for me that's always my scapegoat and whether or not there's way more things at play like poverty mental health issues whatever for me my scapegoat's always drugs and alcohol because there's no problem you can't make worse right (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I just uh so my frustration with those things or what I think is those things, I was like that mad little kid and I was like yeah. so mad that I took that anger and like I'm not like I think to myself I'm not going. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um as a little kid like I just remember always being like excited about life. I don't know if that was just gifted to me or whatever. Yeah, that's but, what I wonder like if it's yeah. If it's just like a roll of the dice and I've always been super grateful to be alive. If in all sincerity, like even as just a little child, like but my earliest memories are just violent. You know what I mean? Like it's not like like I remember calm and peace times, but it was only I only appreciated those cuz like my earliest memories were like domestic abuse and like shit like that, you know? So like but I've always just been like, this isn't how it should be, you know? Like, you just inherently know. You're yeah, like, this right. isn't, like, this is wrong. And these are people who I love, too. Like, my right. father, I loved him very much, but he was dealing with all these issues and demons, and some are self-reflected, and some are just put on to you because you come into a world that, like, you didn't create, that the people before you created, you know? And you're supposed to try to make it better, right? That's the concept, is, like, you're born, I come out of this vagina, and whether it's good or bad, it's like... It's going to be all. It's going to be the complexity of life, you know? So it's just like we just can't add to it. So my thing as a child was like this is crazy. There's no like safety net and like I don't know – like I just don't want to add to it. So then I'm just like trying to keep my mood up, trying to be positive, trying to see silver linings, trying to like – I've just like – I was like, I'm not going to become this. Yep, I don't want to yep, become this. Yep. It's too easy. It's the easier route. That's you what slide I think, into yeah. hell. And yep. I was like, I don't want to do this. Everything is channeling me in that direction. I'm not yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah. Resist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was the, I was like that too. I, I was like the class clown, like literally in high school, you know? Yeah. Because I, I like, like would sing and dance or like crack jokes. Or, <laughs> Someone's you know, got like, to. Yeah. Make fun. <laughs> it seems like it would be just like. 
like trying to not be pulled down that road to be like doing like a chin up and like just stopping halfway yeah. and then just holding yeah. that. I know, like, I know. Your whole being wants to go yeah. into it because it's like crabs in a barrel. It's like you're justified. That's what I'm saying is it's not it's all your fault. path of least resistance. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Society. It's all laid yeah. out. Like, and especially we aim at things and they for a long time they use people up as profit like they churn them up you know so it's just like the ghettos are full of people that see the atrocities and then they become it because they just can't get past the neglect for human the human condition you know there's things we could aim at that are way better than what we've aimed at as society i can remember being young and in that though and not knowing about aiming for something i can remember thinking that was a load of bullshit and it's skateboarding that got me out of that because it's skateboarding that like brought me into adulthood that gave me a place to go that gave me a crew it let you harness your power because you i saw you today like once you warmed up and you had your balance like oh it's like riding a bike but way better yeah you know but you're like oh i can do this i can do that and you start to remember that you do have some control over if you do work hard and if you you know, like you were practicing those kickflips off to the side because you're like, I know it's in there somewhere. <laughs> That's like a little bit of control of all yeah. the chaos and madness. You're like, I'm just going to harness all this into a diamond. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally, like work on yeah. to it till it's a fucking diamond. Yeah, even if it's That's like, like learning a trick sort of, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think like some people could view it as a symptom of like – again pure mania where yeah. you're like just too obsessed really you know you gotta be like obsessed at some level you're wrecking yourself daily you know yeah. but i think it's good because if i wasn't using my self-destructiveness for skateboarding yeah. i'd be using it for something bad <laughs> yeah my your imagination might take you somewhere that you get trapped oh it would have you yeah. know like delusions i mean of i could have maybe found like um but i i do i have a level of self-destructiveness that i was born with like these people who like no fault of their own like you say you know and it's, it's not because i've had it too i fight it off like you said you know it's in you yeah i feel yeah. like it's in you that it finds you yeah yeah because yeah. you're made of it yeah i mean <laughs> i can remember being young and just getting such a thrill out of like skating home at like 3 a.m like being 14 and just Rebel. being like yeah it sounds stupid now but i in my head i was like bring it like let something happen Hell you know yeah. what i mean like i hope i freaking go over a crack that takes me down you know yeah. <laughs> you want a challenge bro yeah it's good. <laughs> it was like a fire dude for sure you know but i'm glad i was doing that instead of like sitting in my basement just like getting cranked up or something you know what i mean i'm like because that doesn't lead me anywhere but skateboarding did like it's like finding a loophole yeah finding skating i always use the word like gray area but exactly like a loophole for sure it's like a portal away from everything all that shit yeah (laughs) you're like i'm in this (laughs) and like where you can go from there like you know you could become a traveler like skateboarding offers so many facets of life you know what i mean there's even smart skateboarders (laughs) like yeah yeah. you know like that's what we're learning this generation is that everybody loves skateboarding yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. It transcends. It's just because it's so simple. That's the thing. It's piece of wood wheel. And so, like, it's your energy that makes it so unique. And everyone has their own energy and applies it. And it doesn't have as many rules as organized sports. So, it's not as controlled. So, like, it's just more open, you know? Mm. Like, it's then more it, of other you things. comes through. Yeah. You feel like you're being heard, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least your efforts will get a get a cheer. Yeah. Choo-choo, choo-choo. You know, best, like, yeah. <laughs> I love to make noise because I'm like, dude, I know how hard even just that Ollie is. Yeah. Like, I know how hard it is for me. I know, know how hard Nolly is. Yeah, that's a common humanity thread. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to keep getting sidetracked, but I want to get into like, like, what'd you do? 
in the military? I was a construction worker. And the wow. reason I got a 93 on my ASVAB test and they were like, you could be anything in the Marines, you know, <laughs> like you could be an Intel intelligence officer, you know, not officer, but you could be anything and you qualify for any job in the Marine Corps. But I wanted to be a reservist, which basically means you go one weekend a month. And yeah. if I was going to be an in intelligence, I would have had to go full-time four years. But I literally had my eye on the prize that I wanted to be a firefighter. So I was like, cool. if I'm a reservist in the Marines, you know, I could go one weekend a month and get this under my belt and go through boot camp, which is like the ultimate challenge, the thing I wanted to try. You know what I mean? How was it? Uh, it was sick. Yeah? Oh, my God. I was I an undergraduate, so I was like number one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You get yeah. a ribbon? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't get a ribbon for that, but... When you graduate, you're like in your dress blues, like you get dress blues for free. Wow. You're the only one. Dope. And I'm in my dress blues holding the guide on and the, like the other 35 or 60, I forget how many in my platoon, but they're all in green, you know, uh. and I'm like <laughs> the one. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I Legend. Mean, Legend. I was just lucky. Like I just, I wasn't a good leader. Like I don't ever like telling people what to do and that's a huge part of the Marine Corps. And I don't like, like come on recruits like get your shit together i'm never gonna be bitchy like bitching at people to do what they're supposed to do never yeah. that's why i could never be Sounds a cop like a hell yeah never. <laughs> but there's like all this other stuff in the marines where it's like they test you for how fast you can run how well you can swim how many not pull-ups pull-ups are for boys but uh when i was in it was like f the flexed arm hang like what you were talking about yeah. earlier why are pull-ups for boys well, it might have changed now, but the PFT, physical fitness test in the Marines in 2003 through like eight was yeah. um, men had to do 20 pull-ups to maximize their PFT score. Okay. And women had to just like hold their um, hold their bodies above the bar for 70 seconds. Oh, now, okay. Granted, it's a lot, a lot easier though. It's yeah. easier than pull-ups for sure. How many pull-ups can you do? That's the question. 11. Oh, so wow. that's good for a girl. I wonder if I could do 11. There's no way you could, dude. Fuck <laughs> you, bro. It's hard. Wait, wait. I gotta admit. I'm gonna drink wait, milk for like a month, this bro. This way or this way? This way. Yeah, I'm doing okay. this way. Dude. And to be fair, 11 was the best I ever got. I could probably do 7 right now. Okay. Yeah. Dude. I could do 11. I'm just saying that dude. sure will. <laughs> doing no. it. Milk for a month. You're not getting double digits. Month, well, we're gonna check <clears> after this. Is there a pull-up bar anywhere? You can use a branch. I think my girl has one, actually, out in the doorway. And there's that coat rack. <laughs> You're gnarly, bro. <laughs> That thing would come down on top of me. <laughs> I don't know if I could do 11. Seven sounds more reasonable. <laughs> you, you said seven, bro? bro. Yeah. All right. That's what I'm aiming at. Money's fucked. Oh, that, yeah, that's yeah. That's brutal. Crazy. That's the thing. There's like very few people who can yeah. do that, you know? Yeah. So like to max wow. out and get a perfect PFT score, you got to be a rock star, you know? Yeah. And for women, like more women get the 70, but still a lot don't, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a long time. Yeah, you could do that. You'd be surprised at how easy that is. All you do is like lock in, and you can use sheer will. You, you know just what I mean? struggle, yeah. Like lock like, in, yeah. and, like, use your bone structure. You right. know what I mean? But um, so there's that. There's like they test you on swimming, and by whatever like grace of God, and I'm not even religious, but that word. But like nice. I like killed everything in boot camp. Like it was some kind of mental thing where I was just, like not affected. I cried once, but <laughs> everything else was like I think to be honest, and this isn't a good quality, but I think it had to do with like. Being surrounded by, like, 60 other people, 30, 60 other people. I think I had 30 in my platoon and, like, 60 total in, like, the other platoon, too. Yeah. But that level of competition and, like, especially with girls, like, when I'm around, I, I feel like I I just would never, like, fall short. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, the yeah. level of competition, like, That's I cool. can... That's not a bad thing. 
Yeah, you can use it. You can harness it like anything yeah, else. But yeah, you just want to do good. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. you feed off other people's energy. I do, yeah, yeah exactly. And that happens in skate sessions too, like yeah. especially back in the day. Like if I'm with my favorites, you like the guys I started skating with or something, and they're just like as old as me and they're still killing it, like Mike Brown, he's my favorite. Oh, and, uh, switchback tails. Yeah. Mini ramp transition. Favorite. Skater's just, Island. Yeah. Is he from New Hampshire? No, he lived no. in Marshfield. Okay. But like, I think he wrote for Eastern Border, maybe. He did. He okay, did. Yeah. that's why. Yeah. Wow, that's a deep in there. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. good one. Yeah. <laughs> We've known in each other for a long time. blue-collar distribution. Yep, yeah. Kevin Marks. <laughs> He's come on the podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Mike Brown, like... DVDs. Well, blue-collar was selling DVDs, right? I think they sold more than that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah. But that Mike Brown comes for me from, like, a crew of guys that are... And they they do Shred Crest now, that band, Skate Rock Band. No, that's... Favorite band know. ever. Really? Oh, my God, I'm going to send it to you. Share it to me. Favorite Share. thing ever. <laughs> so th- those they guys... They sing about skating? T- yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. It's so good. It's my favorite band. <laughs> Some of my dudes have showed me songs like that, so I wonder. That's awesome. Their first song is, like... Write that down. Write that down, Slappy please. to the Packy. Oh, uh, write it and down. And the dude, down. The dude, the dude,